I'm Polly. I'm a mom, a wife, a pelvic floor physical therapist, and founder of No Kegels University. I have helped thousands of women stop leaking, enjoy intimacy, and feel proud of their bodies, even after having kids. After years of listening to women wonder why no one talks about leaking, how they should properly recover after having a baby, and that pleasurable intimacy is possible, I started to get real frustrated because I believe that no mom or woman should struggle when there are answers. It became my mission to shed light on the lack of postpartum care and the lack of discussion on issues that relate to women and their health, even if they can be uncomfortable sometimes. It also became my mission to change the conversation on women's health, the pelvic floor, and more. Here we go. Episode 45, The Wrong Way to Strengthen Your Pelvic Floor. One of the things I have strived really hard to implement in my parenting with my kids is to have them be independent, teach them how to do things, but also in addition to teaching them, kind of letting them figure figure out how to solve a problem or perform a task maybe that they haven't done before. And recently, (laughs) this has come... Oh, to such an interesting light. My oldest, my four-year-old, she has now been able to, assuming that the gallon of milk is not quite full, she's able to pour her milk. And my son, who is two, also thinks that he is strong enough and coordinated enough to pour his milk. And we have had a lot of spilling lately. And so I... Don't get mad, even though in my head I'm like, oh my word, that is so much money that just poured out of that gallon. But because their spills are not little, they're they're typically pretty big. And so I'll say, okay, no problem. But now we got to clean up that mess. If you made the mess, we got to clean it up. And so they will either ask for paper towels or get napkins. I have the napkins positioned in a place where they can easily reach them to clean up their messes. Sometimes they might grab grab a rag, which is also positioned in a place for them to easily grab them. And it is really hard for me to watch them clean up the milk because I don't know if there really is a wrong way to clean up milk. Like I don't, if somebody would have asked me that before I was a a mother, I would say, oh yeah, as long as the job gets done, it's fine. Okay, great. Move on. However, my two sweet, beautiful children, when they clean up a liquid mess, they just spread it everywhere. Everywhere. Like, I am honestly not quite sure how to let them figure this out. And sometimes I think that they are doing a really good job because the rag or the paper towel or the five napkins that they grabbed, it's sopping wet with milk. And then sometimes they either leave it there or really they just have taken some of that milk and just smeared it or spread it more. (laughs) And I'm laughing because it happened this morning actually. And I'm just laughing because I was just watching them and it just became more disastrous and more disastrous. But 
I I tell you that story, one, because I think if you're a mother or at least if you've been around kids, you can relate, right? Like they're trying so hard to be able to to complete this task and they are they're, they're not it's not happening. <laughs> Try as they may. And if anyone has any tips on teaching their child how to um, clean up a milk mess, I would love to hear it. <laughs> but I tell you this story because I feel like it's a really great way to illustrate the wrong way to strengthen your pelvic floor. Because if you're new here, I am not a fan of kegels. I don't like them. They suck. They don't work. And it really just chaps my shaps to think that this message is getting told over and over and over again. I don't know who said this. I think it was a basketball coach, maybe John Wooden. And it's just coming to mind. I didn't think about researching it until I was saying this. But my husband told me early on that when he was going to coach our kids in basketball, again, they're little. So this was this was a conversation that we had that's probably very premature. But he said, I, I want to make sure that my kids, they don't just have the idea that practice makes perfect. And I said, well, yeah, that's true. Practice makes perfect. And he's like, no, perfect practice makes perfect. And I think... I think it was John Wooden because I know he's a, he's a big fan. And if I'm wrong, I I do apologize. I want to make sure that the, whoever said it, that they get credit. But I, I like that because especially with my little kiddos, right? At this point, I need to intervene and help them learn how to correctly (laughs) clean up their milk mess. But the same goes with women trying to do kegels. Practice is a is practice is not going to make perfect. Bad practice is not going to get you what you need. Effective practice or perfect practice is going to make perfect. And that's exactly how I feel with kegels. And let me tell you why. Our pelvic floor has many, many jobs. And in fact, I feel like social media and even a lot of healthcare providers don't do a great job of illustrating how much the pelvic floor actually does. Not only does it help with sexual intimacy, but it helps with stability. It helps with support. And this is to our pelvis and to our hip, which essentially is for the entire body. And that pelvic floor helps us control our bowels and our bladder so that we're not leaking. That pelvic floor also participates in pressure management and a few other things that I, I feel like those are probably broad enough to, to give you an idea of all the things that it participates in. And so even if we were just to consider for a moment that doing a Kegel, which is just an isometric contraction. And whether you can do a Kegel or not, that's not in question. While you're listening to this, I want you to squeeze your bum cheeks together and then let go. So squeeze them, let go, squeeze them and let go. That is an isometric contraction. So if you went to a personal trainer or if you were looking up um, a fitness influencer and they had you do that as a way to build your booty, Would you consider following them? Would you consider paying them? No, you wouldn't. At least I hope you wouldn't. And the reason is, is because you know, okay, well, my bum, my booty, my glutes, 
do a whole lot more than just allow me to squeeze my bum cheeks together and then let them go. Your pelvic floor is the same way, if not (laughs) a more important muscle group, dare I say, than your glutes. And here's another fun fact. Whatever your hip does or your glutes do or don't do, your pelvic floor does. So if you can even just borrow my understanding of the pelvic floor for just a moment, then we're going to assume that the pelvic floor needs a lot more work than just a kegel and a kegel and a kegel because you already know that your glutes need a whole lot more workload and then there's more and that there is more to do for them than just squeeze your bum cheeks together and let them go. So, with that understanding, then you'll know, okay, then, okay, I kind of have an idea why Polly does not believe in kegels because it's not enough. If you know that about the glutes, then you can safely say that you know that about the pelvic floor, that kegels are not enough, which I suppose the follow-up question to that is, well, why does everyone say to do kegels? And I probably should not hop on my soapbox And I don't really try to be too polarizing very often, but I think it's an innocent ignorance (laughs) or maybe just ignorance. And I say that because all this stuff that I'm sharing with you, you can go find it. That's, That's part of my story is I dug in to find these things out. Nothing that I'm sharing about the pelvic floor and its function and how it works None of that is new. There's a lot of research out there, but I also think complacency is a very easy place to be. And you'll notice that I get really passionate sometimes, sometimes more than I should about these topics because I feel like you deserve better. And while there's so many who might preach kegels, I think to some degree that might be all that they know. But I also have had the privilege of working in this space for over 13 years And that's equated to thousands of women. And I've seen that kegels are just not enough. And when you understand how the pelvic floor works, you'll then realize that just squeezing your bum cheeks and letting them go, if that's not enough for the glutes, well, doing a kegel is not going to be enough for the pelvic floor. I want to quickly interrupt and tell you it's here. Bye Bye Leakage, the comprehensive program for pelvic floor strengthening. I recently updated it and I can't wait for you to join. I want you to stop doing kegels and wondering if they're even working or if you're doing them right. You deserve to know how to effectively and successfully strengthen your pelvic floor, stop leaking when you cough, laugh, jump, sneeze, have pain-free intimacy, improve your energy, and feel proud of your body, even after having kids. Bye Bye Leakage is well worth over $3,000 but I'm offering it to you today for less than a quarter of that price. There are 12 sessions and each session outlines the same programming that I have given to my patients in the clinic for the past 13 years, where thousands of women have gotten the results that you're only dreaming of. Each session is full of exercises, tips, tricks, and trainings. There's even roadmaps included in Bye Bye Leakage for pregnancy, postpartum and prolapse. This program has been designed to give you a framework to last you a lifetime. I've also included three bonus programs just for you. End of the urgency, 
Trampoline Strong, and Diastasis Recti 101. You can get it in the show notes, on my website, or in the link in my bio on Instagram at beyondthev. So continuing on here with the wrong way to strengthen your pelvic floor, I also want to add to the list kegels with bridging. I see this a lot, that you should engage that core and your pelvic floor and then bridge. Well, I'm here to tell you that's not how the pelvic floor and the core work. They've actually taken machines to consider what muscles are working, and that's not how the pelvic floor and core work. So you're now training your muscles incorrectly and inappropriately. The same goes as there's many that teach Kegel before an activity. Like, okay, go ahead and squeeze your pelvic floor. Maybe the core, maybe that person is teaching to squeeze your core in addition to that. And then squat and then jump or then that's not how it works. And I suppose that might lead us to, okay, well, what is the right way to strengthen the pelvic floor? And I'm going to go a little bit deeper here. I don't often share the three phases of pelvic floor strengthening, and it's not for trying to withhold information from you. A lot of times it's just to keep it simple and to keep it bite-sized. But if I'm going to come out guns a-blazing, taking my stance (laughs) that kegels don't work and you don't need to do them while you bridge, and you don't need to do them before you squat or before you jump, and that it's incorrect, well, then I also better back it up with the with how I encourage my patients and my clients. And this is also going to give you a little bit of insight into my newly rebranded and updated, and dare I say that this this might be the best course out on the market. I am so proud of it. But in this course, which I have, I have said this from the beginning, I wanted women to be able to have access to information to strengthen their pelvic floor effectively and successfully. Efficiently too, right? Like as moms, we need that efficiently. And so the way I explain it to my patients and the way I have it structured inside Bye Bye Leakage is three phases. Phase one is that the tissues need to move and move well. I'll get to that part in a, in a moment. Phase two is pelvic floor strengthening. That part's relatively simple. Well, I should say as long as you're using my methods <laughs> or the, the, the way in which the body works naturally and physiologically. That's where my methods are derived from. And then phase three, maintenance. And let's dive into those just a tad bit more so you have a better understanding, especially since I took such a polarizing stance. (laughs) So phase one, the tissues need to move and move well. And I'm going to lightly touch on these. I'm not going to go in depth, but I want you to have an understanding because it brings me so much joy when I explain these three phases on a Zoom call with a coaching client or on your pelvic floor's next step call, which is free, by the way, check the show notes, or even a patient in my clinic because I can see their face saying, oh, that makes so much sense. So phase one is we need the tissues to move and move well. And what this consists of is number one, if you have torn, 
with birth or had an episiotomy, we need to ensure that that scar is moving and moving well and the associated tissues around it because scar tissue acts a lot like super glue. And I've seen it where that scar tissue literally freezes those muscles in time at the time of that birth. So once we get that scar tissue moving, it's not uncommon for that pelvic floor to present as one at six weeks postpartum, eight weeks postpartum, 12 weeks postpartum, even though their youngest is seven years old. Interesting, huh? (laughs) So that is part of that. The other part of that too is to establish a proper pressure system. And that has all to do with your breath. And I know that that part sounds easy, but if you are one that likes to suck your belly in, if you are one that has chronic stress, chronic anxiety, a history of trauma, which to be honest, we we all have trauma of some kind, then more than likely your pressure system, and I might even add that even being pregnant, can disrupt that pressure system. And so ensuring that that pressure system is working well, which has to do with that pelvic floor lengthening in response to your breath, that all makes up phase one. Now, I'll even tell you this, that phase one is the worst. It's the one that we have the least amount of control over, but it's the one that we have to complete. It's the one that no one tells you about. And I am here to say I get my dad gum panties in a bunch about it because it is it shouldn't be a secret. If you tore your rotator cuff and you had surgery and then you went to a physical therapist, they are making sure that that shoulder has full range of motion before they start strengthening. But interestingly enough, you have a baby and you tear or you have an episiotomy and your OB at six weeks says, all right, (laughs) hope it goes well, have at it, do whatever you want to. And when you express any concern or fear of returning to exercise, they always say, oh, you're fine. Well, I'm on the other end of that. And that is where I'm taking my stance that phase one should not be the secret to strengthening your pelvic floor, but I'm here to say a lot of people like to keep that secret. So that is phase one. Okay, okay, I'm going to relax. Phase two is pelvic floor strengthening. This is the one that as soon as we complete phase one, meaning that your tissues are moving and moving well, we then get to start pelvic floor strengthening. And this is where we get to start that timer, if you will. The timer of two to three months. Because if you have worked out before, you know as long as you're semi-consistent, doing a program that has a a purpose and a skilled professional has put it together for you, then you know that you are going to have strength gains almost dang close to where you need to be in those two to three months. This is where we get to start the timer. This is where it gets to be a lot more predictable, assuming you are compliant and consistent. And then phase three, this is another phase that gets me going. I had a conversation the other day with a very skilled professional in the business of taking care of bodies. And as a mother, she has had issues with leakage after she had her first baby. And her and I were just generally talking business. And she said, well, I don't understand why I would buy one of your maintenance programs because once I, you know, go see a physical therapist and get my leaking solved, why would I need to continue working with you? Like, why, why would I buy the maintenance program? 
And I just sat there kind of in awe and kind of embarrassed for her because I said, okay, well, if you're helping an athlete get stronger, and, and, and dare I say, this woman is wildly successful. I admire her for the work that she does, for the work that she performs. She's very, very intelligent and very competent. And so I'm explaining this to her and saying, okay, well, if you're helping an athlete get stronger, once they reach their goal of returning back to play or returning back to their sport, do you tell them that they need to quit working out? And she's like, oh, that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. And I said, I I know your pelvic floor is the same. And she sat there and I could tell her brain was working, but because it's the narrative that, you know, once we start talking about the pelvic floor and getting it stronger and we need to do kegels and blah, 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 blah. Nobody talks about that maintenance part. I did a podcast episode a while ago about the idea of maintenance. And I told the story of when my friend and I worked out like crazy to get in like really great shape before her wedding. And then we kind of took our foots off the gas, our feet or, or our feet off the gas. And we didn't maintain that physique. This is not a new concept. And it just seems to baffle me sometimes as to why this maintenance component, right? Phase three is forgotten. And I'm here to tell you, because I've been in this business for over 13 years, one of the most common things that people return back to me for is because they quit doing what I asked them to, and they haven't been doing their maintenance program. And here's the fun fact about maintenance is it's so much easier than the actual strengthening part. And I liken it to if you are decluttering your closet that's a lot of work. It takes you a while. But if you maintain it, you know, every other day you pick everything back up, you put it away, you tidy up. That is going to take a lot less time than the actual decluttering process, right? The maintenance, the tidying up every other day, that's the easy part. So that's the phase three, which completes all three phases. Now, obviously, bye-bye leakage goes into much more depth than just those three phases, but that's how it's broken up. And then as you are working with me, whether that's one-on-one in the clinic, whether that's one-on-one via Zoom, if you're a coaching client of mine, then that's how we would break it up. And so that's what I would suggest to you is the right way to strengthen your pelvic floor by utilizing those three phases. And your homework today is if you have not yet scheduled your free pelvic floors next step call with me, check out the show notes and get on the schedule and be sure to grab yours soon because those spots are very limited. And I would also take a look at my program that I mentioned, Bye Bye Leakage. This course is going to give you all of those three phases in depth with a lot of instruction and videos and tips and trainings. There's 12 sessions and this is so much more than what I do with my patients in the clinic. And not only will it serve you for your goals, but it also is a framework for the rest of your 
pelvic floor strengthening life, if you will. And I would love for you to either take a look at it or schedule a call with me and we can chat to see if it's a good fit there. Remember, you're an heiress and a queen and everything in between. If you enjoyed this episode or even wondered if I can help you, check the show notes for more details. And to see what else I'm up to, follow me on the socials at Beyond the V period by Polly. Because I'm changing the conversation on women's health, the pelvic floor, and more, I still need your help. Please subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend or two. See you next week.